What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to the Illegal Contact Podcast. We got a very, very special week. It's Super Bowl week, Super Bowl Sunday coming up here in a few days. Uh, very glad to be joined by my, my good friend, Colin. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, kind of big week for me. First, first travel down in Columbia, uh, at, uh, South Carolina. Super excited about that. You know, just kind of in the heat of career fairs and all that going on, and first round of first round of exams. So it's really kind of been a busy, busy past week. You know, I'm super excited that we have a lot more sports news that we'll talk about this week. Kind of all fell into our lap. Last week was was a hard week in sports, just because not much was going on. But we've we've got a big week this weekend. Um, you know, and it's a big day for podcast. We've got another guest with us today. Yes, sir. That's right, Colin. We have a very, very good friend of of the show, um, diehard Lions fan, diehard eh, Clemson fan, sometimes Michigan State fan, whatever you, whatever you want, but mainly a, a big Lions guy. We've talked about him Pick before. Pick your poison. It's our good friend, Jack Woods, who is currently in quarantine. Um, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, fellas? Uh, glad to be on the pod. Yeah, coming at you uh, live from quarantine. Been pretty bored past couple days, but uh, we'll be fresh out on Sunday, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, no better time to be sitting at home on my couch than Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. Hey, you're not wrong about that. You said you were telling us before the show here you're not you're having like no symptoms or anything. How how did that whole process go with getting the test back? Not a single symptom. Uh, t- positive test totally caught me by surprise. I was actually sitting at the dinner table with my parents, you know, get that text, uh, that Clemson email, oh, you're positive. Kind of my mom and dad, but, you know, we got through it. I've been living in my basement for the past couple of days and uh, ready to get out of here. Yes, sir. Well, um, it could not be a better week for you to be on. Um, big news coming out of the Lions organization, and we'll get there soon. But I, I want to start with, I think, even on Super Bowl Super Bowl week, I think the biggest news of the week, Colin and, and Jack here, we got the NCAA football series returning, returning as a game. It is a long-awaited return. I, I could not be more happy. I, I This is my favorite game growing up best best game to play um i i can't wait to get my hands on a new one though michigan state rebound 2022 i wouldn't get too excited is has in the past few few years just really taken this approach of let's try and ruin every game that we have and you know my fear is that it's just going to be they're Madden reskinned, and I'm not the biggest fan of Madden out there just because it's it's not going to be as fun gameplay as the, as the originals were. But you know, negativity aside, I'm excited for it to be coming back. I'm not the biggest video game player out there, but I'm definitely excited to have NCAA back back in action. Hopefully, they'll keep the mascot matchup uh, game mode in because that's my favorite to play. So we'll see we'll see how it turns out. It sounds like it's a few years out. Kind um, of get them, give give them a chance to figure out the the logistics behind getting the rights to players' names with the with the name image likeness rules changing a little bit uh, this coming year, starting in August. So 
it'll be interesting. I hope they do a good job with it and don't ruin it. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I hope they just reskin NCAA 14. Screw all the Maddens. I mean, they always kept those games pretty separate in a good way. Maddens become too much of arcade, stupid play uh, style, and it's just uh, not not what we are looking for in this NCAA game. So I hope they kind of keep it true to its form. Did you see that it's going to be called EA Sports College Football, not NCAA College Football? How are you going to get the name, image, likeness rules in your favor and then just not call it NCAA football? I mean, that's, that's – I think they're trying to avoid having to pay the NCAA, um, if, if I had to guess. There's probably some type of fee that comes with using using the NCAA name. So if I guess that would be my reasoning behind them not using NCAA, and definitely with what they want to pay for, you know, I don't think I don't think too many people are going to be butthurt with NCAA not being on the title. You know, Colin, I think we got what you said there, but you sound like a robot, so it sounds pretty like it's their favorite college football player and actually have the name on there. Colin, you sound like yeah, a my robot. Uh, our, the Wi-Fi here is not very good. Oh gosh, oh gosh. All right, let me throw it to Jack real quick. Jack, are you so you go to Clemson and obviously you, you you love the school there. Are you going to be using Michigan State or Clemson? I mean, we'll, we'll we'll go back and forth, you know, give each team. They're fair share. I just hope that there's a transfer portal. So there's a transfer portal. I'm throwing money at every player in the country. We're going to be 22 five stars out there. You know, NCAA is not attaching themselves to it. Hopefully there's no NCAA rules. I'm just going to be throwing money at players. We're gonna... <laughs> hey, if you can sign somebody to a contract out of the transfer portal because the NCAA is not there, then it might be all right. You might get 22 hey, We'll give them sponsorships, commercials. I'll do whatever it takes to get that natty. You're going to have to combine Michigan State and Clemson in the same conference and make them play each other every year. Yeah, well, just Big Ten SEC, mash it up. Let's go. No, definitely good news coming out there. Um, it really – it came – it honestly came out of nowhere because the past few years we've gotten a no, it's never coming back. Like, it's not looking good. We're not going to be able to pay players for it. And then these rules kind of came up out of nowhere. And then, boom, just on a random Tuesday in February. I mean, 2021 starting off better than 2020 did. I can at least say that um, in a few ways. So, it's good to have NCAA football coming back. Good news coming out this week, uh, other than this NCAA football game um, and kind of not related to any kind of football. We got courtside Karen and the Lakers uh, Hawks game. LeBron having a little battle with what what she claims was her husband. And she started jabbing back at LeBron and ended up her and her husband and her friends getting thrown out. What did y'all think of that whole situation? Yeah, you know. I just want to say this first. I think it's good to finally have some real fans back in the stadiums and in certain cities. I think that's good for the game. It's good for the players to have that interaction. From the sounds of it, it wasn't anything like too bad was said. Uh, It just kind of escalated, honestly, seemingly out of proportion. I think it was hilarious what LeBron said to her husband, I guess. And he said – old steroid head or whatever, something like that. Something along those lines, maybe a little more uh, vulgar, but I, I thought that was hilarious. My question for y'all is, is it an alpha or beta move to have your 25-year-old trophy wife defend you from LeBron James? I mean, honestly, I, I, I argue it both ways. I mean, listen, I think have your girl fighting for you or? I mean, I'd want her to stand up for me. I don't think that like, I'm not going to hold it against the guys, LeBron James, but she obviously had had a few drinks and she was, uh, she was, she was stealing the spotlight. Let's put it that way. So I don't know 
it was necessarily and, his, his beta move, but. And quote unquote 25. I mean, I think she's visited a few uh, plastic surgeons to get to that. That said, five. So, yeah, uh-huh. I will say this. I definitely think it is a beta move. If he was the one that was talking the talking the junk, if you're gonna talk junk and then just bow out, you know, what a weenie. Yeah, if he, if he started this whole thing and got LeBron's attention, and then just kind of dipped and his wife was taking over, then that that I will admit that's probably a beta move. And I don't know, you got to stand up for yourself. If you're gonna take on the king, the best player in the game today, then you can't you can't leave. Um, until he forces you to leave. So I, I those, those steroids LeBron? probably got him emotional, and that's why his <laughs> female friend had to step in. What do you think about LeBron kicking him out? I mean, LeBron's the face of the NBA. I think if he wants somebody, you're going to be out. <laughs> There's no arguing that. He's going he's gonna to take the 300 fans that are there out of the stands one by one if they say something bad about him. You know, it's harder to cover cover up your your trash talking when there's not 20,000 people in the building so <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong but uh, oh, I'm sure I'm sure everyone in the building heard like every word of it it was probably so awkward it really it, dude it like the meaning of dead silent when something happens really had to be emphasized there because nobody was in the stadium I like you're definitely right I mean the rest could at least hear everything so that and, and LeBron I'm sure did because they were courtside I'm but, sure it escalated enough to where they felt like it was necessary to have them removed. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sure if LeBron didn't say anything, they probably got ushered out anyways. But did they get lifetime banned or anything? Are they allowed to come back? Is everybody knows about that? No, I, I don't think it was anything that serious. I think it was just kind of a one-time thing. But I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen anything that said they got a lifetime ban. Her Instagram. <laughs> what what Jack? She got her 10 minutes of clout and her extra 50K Instagram followers. I think she'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. She got the barstool clout. She got the old world clout and, and everything that came with it. All the sports news picks it up. So, she, yeah, she got what she wanted, I'm sure. And uh, her Instagram story was pretty funny. But I think yeah. is, is, uh, he handled the situation in a good way. Courtside Karen tweeting out after the game. It was, it was all, all in all a very funny situation. Uh, speaking of yeah, basketball, it was some it was some good entertainment, but it, we did it was it play it to our our Clemson our Clemson time here. Yeah, we got we got to spend a little bit of time, you know, that's being what it is on this podcast and the frustratingly inconsistent basketball team that we watch week in and week out, um, taking a horrible hit versus Louisville, but then coming back and bouncing back against a UNC team that's been pretty hot lately and, and really able to get some stops holding them to 50 points and finding a way to score 60. When's the last time we scored 30 points and a half? I mean, I cannot believe that either. So it was good to see the, the basketball team, you know, finally find their defensive groove, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. They could come out against Syracuse this Saturday and lose by 30 again, and I wouldn't be surprised. But it was good to see them get a win. Needed that one really bad to stay in contention for the tourney. Yeah, and it's such a such a weird year of college basketball. All these blue blood programs, you know, North Carolina, Duke. I'll say it, Michigan State, uh, not well. Kentucky. Clemson has a real opportunity to start getting some wins, start taking advantage of this kind of down, you know, blue blood year, and maybe who knows they get in the tournament and do some damage. We'll see. You know, shooting was a little bit better. Got to talk about that because, you know, I love chiming in on that. We shot a little bit above average. Still not the best, but we ended up coming out with a win. We've beaten UNC in three out of the last four times playing them. That's the first time that's ever happened. 
uh, in this rivalry history, I guess, if you want to call it a rivalry or just matchup history. So that's fun, fun to a little fun stat. Another one, we haven't lost to UNC in 703 days. That's a, another fun stat to throw out there. Hey, that's uh, honestly very impressive considering the the Owen 59 streak. And I want to correct myself there. I said Louisville, but we took a hard loss to Duke. Not Louisville. We, this past week was Duke. So, yeah, you say the Blue Buds have been very consistent, and it was on full display this past week as Duke took care of business with us, and we took care of business with UNC. So we'll see how the rest of the season unfolds. We'll keep talking about us every week, hopefully in a more positive light. We can get some wins, get a win streak going. We can't, we can't keep going back with these one win, one loss. That's not going to do anything. I think, I think the remaining schedule that we have, it's very possible that we, if we play good basketball, if we, if we turn it back on, like we started the season, there's a very good chance that we could win out. You know, we've got Syracuse left. Then we've got Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Pitt, Forest, Miami, and Pitt again. So, you know, I think there's a if we play good, solid Clemson basketball, we have a pretty good shot of of taking taking the dubs the rest of the season. The one thing that I don't like is after we play Syracuse and Georgia Tech, we go on the road for three games straight. But then at the same time, we wrap it up with two home games. So. Yeah, I think you, the, teams, the teams you mentioned, other than Georgia Tech, who I think we can bounce back against and maybe beat at home this time. We didn't play well that day at all. But I think those teams that you mentioned, they're not up in the t- – they're not Florida State. They're not Virginia. They're not Virginia Tech this year. We've got some mid- to lower-level teams in the SEC, and we really have to take advantage of that schedule because we've, we've kind of passed through that gauntlet that me and Colin were talking about in these past shows, and hopefully we can – Finish out. Uh, how many games was that? Somewhere around seven. You know, get get five or six wins. Yeah, we've got seven games left. Seven games left. Five and two should get us in the tournament pretty comfortably, as long as we take care of business and don't and don't look pathetic in, in some of the games. So I think, I, don't know, I think we could do some damage and, and hopefully, uh, I don't know. We could we could lose by thirty in the first round of the NCAA tournament, or we could make it to the Sweet Sixteen. There's kind of no in between with this team. It feels like so. You, it is what it is with Clemson basketball, but hopefully they can finish out. Jack, are you uh, as frustrated as we are with this whole situation going on in Clemson basketball right now? Um, I mean, I'd say yes. I mean, it's such a wishy-washy team. But the one team I'd look out for in that next seven games is Pitt. Pitt has been playing some good basketball, just beat Virginia Tech the other night. I think they're one of those sneaky lower-tier ACC teams that could really what's What's their what's their big guy's name? Champagny, I think it is. Champagne. Yeah, yeah. Champagny. He's he's a baller, man. He he can put the ball in the basket anyway. Uh, big guy can shoot some threes, can take it to the rim, get fouled and one. But yeah, we're gonna have to watch out for Pitt. Hopefully, we can get a one and one with them, and then kind of find we got we have to win tomorrow against Syracuse. Uh, that's a big game. Get a streak going, find the mojo, and uh, hopefully carry it in carry it into tournament time, as we were saying. But a little bit, a little bit uh, more Clemson here before we jump into the NFL and the big news and, and the big news this weekend. Uh, Clemson football has signed Tony Elliott to an extension, has signed Danny Pierman to an extension, and has signed C.J. Spiller to a little contract there. So I'm glad about C.J., but I, I'm I'm curious to hear what my colleagues here had to say about the other two extensions because I know they're not very fond of them. Expect a lot more uh, bubble screens to the weak side of the field. You know, it just it works every time. Works every time. <laughs> Colin, do we need to do we need to get some popcorn ready for this one? 
No, I'm going to hold my tongue here. Uh, you know, kind of Clemson basketball is one of those don't touch uh, subjects around here that it's not bad could ever come out of Clemson bas- or Clemson football. Um, it's interesting to me. Tony Elliott gets a $2 million, $2 million bonus. Brent Venables gets a $2.4 million bonus. C.J. Spiller, we sign on, give him whatever his contract is. We cut Danny Pierman's salary by $200,000, but he's still making $205,000. In a time in a school year where you're cutting a track program, one of those reasons being funding, you're furloughing teachers for for two weeks, making them take pay cuts. To me, it's a little tone deaf. It you is. Know? It is. I'll agree with it's that 100. Tone deaf. 100. Yeah. People that have been making multi-million dollars every year for the past eight years or plus, to keep paying them more money, and not just like oh, hundred thousand dollar raise, two million dollar raise. You know, it's a question mark to me. It, it's frustrating. You know, why would Tony enough, It's frustrating enough as a track athlete to funding being one of the reasons we're getting cut and then to go out and start shelling out millions of dollars. But what does that do to the faculty morale? You know, the, the people that come in day in, day out, have to be in the student, the entire student population, not just around their football players, day in, day out, and to have to take pay cuts and take get furloughed for t- two weeks, like. No, you're completely right, but yeah, you're like the, the morale is obviously lower, and it's it is tone deaf. Like, but why? A little more on football subject here. Why would Tony Elliott? ever consider taking a head coaching job anywhere there are so many head coaches in division one football that don't make two million dollars he just got a two million dollar bonus bonus who would ever like why would you ever leave and put yourself under pressure to coach a team that it's probably you're probably going to build from the ground up and and you've seen a good culture do that in clemson but why would you ever leave and put that pressure on yourself and have to worry about making making a good record, making a good team, good culture, when you already have that built around you here and you're just getting paid to not even do the head coaching part. You're getting paid to well, call both teams it's not. To add on to that, so basically what happened is they gave him the bonus, but they also restructured his contract to where I think it's a three-year extension. But when they restructured his contract, they increased his buyout. So the teams in the country that could really afford to pay that buyout to get him as their head coach, you're looking at 10 teams tops that yeah, could no. that could really afford him. So, you know, as a Clemson fan, he's not going anywhere unless it's to the NFL or That's to a top 10 team in the country. And so, I mean, he's – Clemson's doing what they're doing, doing what they do. And, you know, I think – like they uh, they restructured Dabo's contract or how it currently is. If a t- if if he wants to go, say if he wanted to go to Alabama, and he's not in the last two 
years of his contract, I think his buyout's like fifty million dollars. Yeah, that's just an Alabama would have to pay fifty million dollars to us, and then then pay Dabo whatever they're going to pay him. You know? No, yeah, you're completely right. That's just uh, it's an interesting topic and and kind of crazy to see everything happen the way that it did, especially uh in the times that we're in. But you know, being able you to know, keep together. one last thing if. If it's if it's a different year, COVID's not COVID's not even in contention. Two million dollars for getting embarrassed on national TV in the first in the first round of the playoffs, not even winning the bowl game. I get that it's in their contract, but what school's going to do that? Yeah, I, it, it is a weird year for him for him to earn it, but I guess they're trying to keep him near the end of his contract and uh, and convince him to stay. Um, I don't know. All that set aside. All that set aside, though. I get that it's tone deaf. I get it's weird that we give him the raise after losing the playoffs. Let's applaud this man for making the business decision of staying away from Tennessee. I mean, yes. holy crap. Tennessee is a shit I don't shit. think it was his business decision. I don't think he got the – I don't think he got the job. But from what I've heard is he was a finalist for the job, and he just didn't – they didn't choose him. Well, I, that man should be on his knees praying because <laughs> – Knoxville, lucky for him. Stay yeah. away. Yeah, whether whether it was a business decision or or by pure grace of God not getting that, then he is uh he's either a very smart man or a very lucky man. How about that? Hey, but Mr. but hear me out while we're while we're on this Tennessee stuff. You know, Tennessee is as bad as this situation is, and it can potentially turn out to be. Tennessee has finally gotten what their football team has needed. They got rid of when all the when all the pain came out. Their longtime football coach and now uh, then turned athletic director Fulmer is finally gone. So they'll it'll finally be you know this is our head guy here. This is our head football guy because from the stuff I've read, is Fulmer would go to practice regularly, and so there was just this weird power dynamic of ah was he so the coach like the head coach really so. Know, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, once Tennessee gets off of whatever restrictions they're going to be put on, I think it'll be very interesting to see. I think Tennessee could be on the up and up and on the turnaround. All right. You know, we need them back. We need Knoxville back. It'd be nice to, it'd be nice to have everybody, everybody right now would love to see love to see good old Rocky Top winning again. Yeah, that'd be nice. Jack, any final thoughts? Uh, let's, let's put our McDonald's bags up and hope Tennessee uh... – Gets back to the top. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's one way to do it. But I want to I want to talk about a, a subject that is near and dear to our, okay. our guest Woods here. You know, kind of transition to the NFL a little bit. Matthew Stafford no longer a lion. A lion. What do you think about that, Jack? Well, before we get into the details of the trade, I want to talk about my Lions first, and I, I'm a diehard Lions fan. Been with them since the 0-16 days. We did it first, Brown, so back off. I know this is only a, a listen-only podcast, people, but but our friend Jack here is wearing a Lions beanie in honor. So just I, I do have the beanie on. I was going to wear the Stafford jersey, but it didn't feel right. <laughs> but the Lions right now, I'm a little scared because Sheila Ford-Hamp, new owner, and they've been making a lot of moves this offseason that look really good on paper. And that really scares me because normally the Lions don't do what, like, is publicly considered right. But we've, we've hired Dan Campbell, Dan the man, you know, put your kneecaps on wanted posters. This man's coming for you. 
Then we go out and get Anthony Lynn at OC, Aaron Glenn at DC. You know, it feels like we're bringing every football name you know to our staff. You know, to the outsiders looking in, might be too many cooks in the kitchen. I, I don't think that's possible in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, it would take the entire Food Network staff to produce a winning team in Detroit. I mean, get Gordon Ramsay, get Guy Fieri, get Emerald if he's still kicking, get everyone all hands on deck. I love it. Get all hands on deck, get all these football guys in the same room, and let's try to figure this thing out. Hey, before you go into the details of this trade, because I know you came very well prepared and you want to talk about it, and we're, we're here for it, but I, I want to – I think Anthony Lynn at OC is a fantastic hire. I don't think Anthony Lynn is the head coach. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. He did fantastic with Justin Herbert and the Chargers last year. They scored many, They scored oh, no a doubt. lot of points when uh, – well, they had some good games there. I think he's a great hire there. So I think uh, it's interesting to see what he'll do. But I mean, that, that Chargers offense was fine. It's just, you know, the the game management and uh, clock yeah. and all the other, you know, important parts of being a head coach, he was terrible at. Exactly. But, so I don't think he's equipped to be a head coach, but I'll we'll take the offense. Just focus on the offense. Exactly. And I want to preface this trade talk by saying I agree with what you're saying with the Lions on paper here. I think they won this trade, but go ahead and go ahead and give us your little spiel. I mean, my initial reaction, I, I was pretty shocked because, you know, the Rams weren't really in conversations for trade. It was really the Colts, 49ers, even the Broncos were in there. You know, uh, Stafford and Sean McVay are down in Cabo, you know, having a couple toddies, and all of a sudden, Matthew Stafford's a Ram. And so... <laughs> But we did get we did get a lot. I mean, two first rounders, Goff, and a third rounder. It, it seems like we robbed them, but in reality, I really think it's one because I mean Stafford is an all-time talent, and he's the missing piece that Rams offense needed. And the Rams defense is obviously incredible. So I think the Rams are really, really good. Yeah. I think the Lions have really set themselves up for the future. I mean, five first round picks over the next three years. Jared Goff, who's in the top half of starting quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I'd say, I mean, he's a proven starter, took a team to a Super Bowl, and we can get out of his contract in two years. So we play him two years, build, gets, accumulate some picks, build a foundation, and if he stinks, get out of that contract and draft a new guy, trade up, or figure something else out in 2022 or 23, whatever it is. But DJ, both sides come out winning. DJ, I'd buy the jersey in five seconds. Look, you know, if you've if you listened in, you know I like to like to talk about some some what ifs, crazy scenarios, and I've got the perfect one written up for this. You take Jared Goff, you take both first round picks that they've given you because with Matthew Stafford, the Rams are probably gonna gonna be a a, a playoff contender team, so those picks are gonna be late late round picks. You take Jared Goff, you take both those picks, and you give them this year's first round pick. You offer that up to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Oh, geez. As much as I would love for that to happen, I, I don't think my heart could take breaking Calvin Johnson's career, Matthew Stafford's career, and Deshaun Watson's career. But you can't go on this rant about the Lions having all these cooks come into the kitchen and you got this whole okay. stuff going on and then you're going to bring in Deshaun and oh no, we're going to ruin him. Well, we got to build something for Deshaun. I mean, I don't think we're in a better situation than the Texans right now, even though the Texans got that, that franchise is going down the freaking dumpster, but 
I, I would I would love to have Deshaun in lines uniform. Don't get me wrong, but I I like the direction we're going with building for the future instead of acting right, being impulsive and acting right now. I like uh, look, but I, I logical. The, the lines have never scenario. been the lines have never been logical. So uh, give them this. I mean, they're, they're thinking they're thinking smart for the first time in fifty years. So look in this dream scenario, you know, Deshaun Deshaun's looking at or the Texans are looking at getting a lot about Desha- a lot from Deshaun and of the teams out there, y'all just went from a team with relatively no contention for him. To- could It could possibly happen. Y'all have the picks to trade that, that Houston's going to want because they've been without a first round pick for so long, but you know, that's just me. I like talking about those crazy. What if scenarios, I think we should, just put that one to rest because it's most likely not going to happen. But I think that would be be fun and crazy to see actually go down. But after the trade, after, you know, thinking about a couple of days, I have three pretty big takeaways. And number one, <laughs> hey, hey, number one, Colin came prepared. I, 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 I do my notes. I study, you know, I, I'm not here for, you know, no BS, but number one, my First takeaway is buy stock in DeAndre Swift, whether it's in fantasy or whether it's just in in the game of football. I think this man is about to keep carry after carry. And we, we already saw a little bit this season when he was healthy, but I think he's really going to become a vital piece of this offense. And Jared hey, Goff. Hey, that's the, that's the greatest asset of Jared Goff's game is handball off. That's his, his that's best. What I, was just about. All the, I watched all of Jared Goff's highlights. took me all of five minutes. But anyways – I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I just handed the, handed the rock off, whether it's Todd Gurley, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown. The man looks good while doing it. So, hey, quick I, debate here. Who's a, a better hand, hander of the ball off? Is it Ryan Tannehill or is it Jared Goff? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying Tannehill just because it's Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry, of course, but, you know, Goff can do it to multiple. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think there's much, much debate there. I would say Ryan Tannehill. Derek Henry's so big, he just opens his arm like this, and it's yeah, it, it's not that hard to fidget in there. I mean, it's not that hard to find that bread basket to put it in. Uh-huh. All right, takeaway takeaway number two from the trade is broadcasters rejoice. They're gonna have a field day with this. How many times are we gonna see the graphic of Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw, teammates in high school? Matthew Stafford was his catcher. I mean, we might see that four or five times a game. Maybe double that if it's a home game. Quadruple that if Clayton Kershaw is actually at the game. Look, I'm I'm setting I'm setting the over under on how many times that graphic is used in the season at ten and a half. I mean, Joe Buck is just I mean that just made his year. So Joe Buck. Dude, now here's a guy. Those those AFC game of their excuse me NFC game of the weeks on Fox. Joe Buck. I can already see it. Lions or not Lions? Excuse me. Uh, Rams, Seahawks. They're just they're they're fighting for the division. It's like fourth quarter. Now we're just gonna cut to this graphic. Oh, by the way, Clayton Kershaw. The Rams could be losing by fifty. Talk about Matthew Stafford and Clayton. I'm gonna go to that. Just forget the game. That's a very good takeaway. Hey, hey but you takeaway. you have to you have to include it not just in the football. Uh, broadcast, but also the baseball broadcast. How many times? Oh, let's get back and forth. Oh, back and oh, forth. Not even to mention when the Dodgers make the, the World Series again this year, and it's mid-fall, and we got the NFL underway, and Stafford sitting in the stands for the uh, the 
whatever it is, NLCS or the World Series when the supporting the his childhood playing. friend Matthew Stafford in yeah. the house. First off on the oh. mound, Stafford's first row behind the plate. They're gonna show. I mean, they're gonna. It's Joe just Buck, teed up. It's teed up. Joe Buck is gonna have a field day this year with that. I can't wait to see that. All right, what's your last takeaway, Jack? My last takeaway. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but how big is this Deshaun Watson trade deal gonna be? Because we saw the 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 loot that the Lions got from the Rams, but Deshaun is a once in a generation, okay, maybe twice in a generation with Patrick Mahomes, but yeah. once in a generation talent, I mean, a team is really going to have to give up their future for Sean, which is why I want Lions to be a little hesitant in doing so. But, hey, if it happens, I'm buying that Sean Watson jersey in five seconds, but what other teams do you guys see willing to do that for Sean? Uh, Miami, that's about it. But I don't even think the Texans want to do it. I mean, they've come out many times and – and so they they aren't even looking to shop him, man. I don't – as much as I hate to say that, I want him gone. He deserves better, but I don't know. I think I think he could end up in Miami. I think that's the most likely landing spot it's been this entire time, but I think it's going to be hard to trade him because – and there was a little bit of talk coming out this week that apparently that whole Deshaun Watson situation where he was – pissed about the new head coach hire and GM hire and all that. It wasn't as – it was a little more subdued than it was It was made to seem on Twitter. And I, I, I completely believe that because Deshaun's not that kind of guy. He's just more of a laid-back, uh, do-what-he-does kind of thing. But I don't know. I think I think it would be very interesting to see if he got traded and he got traded for less than Matthew Stafford, then you really have to question what's going on in the NFL. And you really have to question the Texans because they might be the worst franchise of all time behind the Lions. I'll say this, and this is all I'm going to say about it, is it's not only going to take a whole lot of draft picks, but a whole lot of money to get Deshaun because he just signed that contract with Houston. So whoever gets him, not only are they going to have to give up their future, but they're going to take a massive salary cap hit. The whole thing with Deshaun – I can is, see. The whole thing with Deshaun is, like, if you, he has no future really in Houston because they have no picks. But isn't him getting traded away just going to be the same situation? I mean, hopefully it would be to a better team, I guess, but they're going to have to trade away their future just to get him. So would it not be kind of the same situation? I mean, if he goes to Miami, it's a better team than Houston. But I don't know. Like like Colin said, one he to trade sleeper scenario. And the, and the first-round picks. The one sleeper scenario that I, I saw earlier today and I really think it could be a possibility is the Denver Broncos. I think I John, see that. John Elway might just, you know, take a big swing. They got a couple pass rushers in Bradley Chubb or they could deal Von Miller. I mean, I'm sure. I think, they'd be, I think they'd be smart to deal Von Miller, especially with J.J. Watt wanting out as well. I think they got picks. They could throw in Drew Locke. I mean, I really think that the Broncos are a sleeper team in the Deshaun hunt. I think no, the, that, that would be an I, interesting, interesting. They have, um, and I think that'd be a good situation for Deshaun. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamm, fan. I think that'd be a good situation. Sutton, I think Sutton, the only thing, that, I think the only thing that works in the favor of teams trying to get Deshaun is that the Texans are hurting in every single position. So you could essentially trade away a star guy that doesn't have. You don't have to have a star quarterback to trade, you know, you don't have to trade a star quarterback for Deshaun. You could trade a good linebacker. You could trade a good defensive lineman. You could trade a good wide receiver, you know. 
So I think that's the only thing that is working in the favor of teams that are in the hunt for Deshaun. And they need draft picks. They need draft picks bad. Yes, they do. Because they gave away everything for Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> oh, my what God. What a stupid trade. Oh, my gosh. Laramie, Larry, Laramie Tunsil. All right, let's uh, let's let's get off of that. Let's go to what everybody is amped up for this weekend. It is the biggest game of the year, um, the Super Bowl. We have the young goat versus the the old goat. Tom Brady taking on the young one, Patrick Mahomes. I think we should start. Let's start with you know, preview the game, and let's give our predictions last, all right? We'll end the show with predictions, and, and we'll see what, what we come My up with. My favorite segment of the show that I am so good at, so yes. very good at. Yep, yep, yep. I know, Colin, you've been waiting all, all day for this one. You get your pick in. So just fade, Colin. Whatever Colin says, I'm going to choose the opposite. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but Hey, 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 I might use some reverse magic here and pick the team that I want to lose to say they'll win. All right. All right. All right, you're going first then. <laughs> let's uh let's start with let's think about one big thing from each of us that we think is really gonna be this this turning point in this game. And I'm I'll start and I'll say how good will that Tampa Bay running game be? Because the Chiefs have been very spotty in run defense this year and the Bucks are going to have to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes and that chief offense because in that first main meeting, Tyree Kill was unstoppable, uh, just like he always is, but you have to keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. And I think if they can get Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette rumbling down the field, picking up five or six yards of carry, open up the passing game for Tom Brady, give him some time to throw the ball, I think that they can keep the ball away from the Chiefs, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough because that Chiefs offense is, is – quite literally unstoppable but that's that's what I'm going to go with for my key of the game Colin you got you got one that's kind of sitting on your mind you know I think the biggest x factor to me in this game is you've got I mean you've got the Tampa Bay defense is pretty sound as long as they've as long as they're healthy um you know they're going to be the Tampa Bay defense we've seen all year that they can do well enough um, to keep them in the game, I think. But to me, the biggest X factor is on the offensive side of the ball and Antonio Brown, and if he's healthy, which is kind of crazy, crazy to say just because he's had such a wild, wild ride the past few years. But if he's healthy, that offense with Antonio Brown is a whole different beast because he just he opens so much up in the passing game. That I think if they can get the ball to Antonio, if they can get Antonio Brown out there, he can stay healthy the whole game. It just it provides so many layers to their passing game. You know their run game is going to be good. Tom Brady got the line in shape real fast. That I, I think the biggest key for their offense is going to be if Antonio Brown can play and if he can play well. All right, that's a fair one. I think it's interesting because you're saying. That Tampa Bay defense is sound, and they they really are. They were able to force turnovers against uh, Aaron Rodgers, your 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 Packers there. The Chiefs don't turn the ball over, so they they force some turnovers. That'd be interesting, but I think Antonio Brown is a very big X factor if he's healthy there. Jack, round us off. I mean, my key of the game. I mean, it's going to be the guy everyone's watching is our 
good old friend Tom Brady. I mean, oh, I was bro. expecting you to say Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans, no, <laughs> but can he keep up with the the youngster, the the new up and comer, Patrick Mahomes? I mean, in reality, no one is stopping that Chiefs offense. They're just too good, too fast. But the Bucks have a lot of weapons. It's just can Tom get the ball to him? I mean, he we've seen him in the past couple of games throw some whack deep balls, some bad interceptions. I mean, it's gonna be all on him to get this Bucks offense rolling. And he has home field advantage. I mean, he's got a plethora of weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, his defense is good. A lot of good receivers. Good running game. It's just can he step up in the big game, which we've seen him do a million times before, but. It's Tom Brady, man. It's Tom Brady. And you bring up a, a fun point there that I wanted to point out. I think this is such a 2020 kind of – I mean, it's a 2020 season technically, so I think this is such a 2020 thing to have the first ever Super Bowl in a home field scenario be this season. Um, but that is so cool. It's going to be a great game. And I think that really might be what the Bucks, you know, kind of their only silver lining in their favorite, uh, favorite here or – they're not really favorites, I guess, but they're only really hope you, you you have leading up to the game. Oh, yeah, they're playing at home, under limited fans. You've got healthcare workers there that might not care as much about the Bucs as Tampa Bay uh, people do. But I think that's very cool to see that happen. And I think it's going to be very fun hey, to watch. Hey, they're, they're Tampa Bay area healthcare workers. Oh, so that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, don't be, knocking, uh, don't be knocking my healthcare workers, my nurses out there. I mean, come hey, on. Fellow nurse right Mel here. nurses everywhere. <laughs> No, but I think it's it's really cool to see that happen. So it'll be fun to see. Um, but I think before we kind of get into our last little preview pick them here, I think our buddy Jack here has brought along some fun fun prop bets. Because how can you go to the Super Bowl without without doing a little bit of betting, a little bit of money throwing, see what happens? It's called don't be a degenerate. That's what I it, mean, that's how you, you do it. You got to throw a couple props down on Super Bowl weekend. But I got, screw cool. you, Colin, by the way. You did, that comment was unwarranted, not necessary. It's hurtful. It's hurtful to some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every big event is the one day of the year. The Masters, the one day of the year. The Super Bowl, the one day of the year. Get well, out of here. Different Kentucky sport. Derby, Hold the one up. day of the year. Hold up. This is a the NTAA tournament, one day of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is this is the Super Bowl, the, the biggest betting day of the year. So many things you can bet on. I mean, holy cow, is it going to be heads or tails? How long is the national anthem going to be? I mean, there is just anything and everything. How many times? Degenerates the everywhere are bracing their wallets. Degenerates everywhere are prepping their bank accounts as we speak. All right, Jack, hit us. All right. So, I mean, we're going to start it off, literally start it off before the game even starts. You're going to hammer that national anthem over. 118 and a half seconds. We got <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. Eric Church is going to draw that thing out. How about it? Yeah, Eric Church. So uh, we're going to. Uh, I wouldn't National say Eric Anthem. Church would draw it out. Uh, but I mean, we got to at least hit. A but, uh, but a minute 18 is awfully quick. A minute 18 is awfully quick. Hey, just for reference, who was the singer last year? Was uh, some, It was a woman. I can't believe. I can't remember her name. But I think it was Pink. Was it Pink? I think it was Pink. No, whoever it was, she sang the national anthem in like a minute and 30 seconds. That was like an all-time record. I mean, she might as well have run a marathon for the for the. Isn't the line for that usually like two minutes plus? 
No, yeah. no, it's a, it's 118.5 seconds. So it's a so. minute 58 seconds and a half. So if it, if it goes to a minute 59 or two minutes or over, that's that's an over there. But whoever the senior was last year, I mean, she she flew. She flew. And I was not happy about it. Let's just put it that way. But, Draw it out. Especially in this COVID year, they're just going to – it's going to be a performance. They're drawing it out. So we're taking the over. All right. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. What you got next? Back to my, my one of my key factors of the game, Tom Brady over 294 and a half passing yards. If the, if the Bucs are going to win this Super Bowl, he's going to need to throw the ball. And so he's getting over 300 yards. So I, I really think that's quite locked up there. I would take the okay. under on that one if I was a gambler. Well, Colin, okay, listen, Jack. Here's what Colin's going to do. You're going to say any bet here. and going to say the opposite like, of whatever I say, so it doesn't matter. Colin's just going to be like, I don't like that bet. That's going the other way. No, Tom Brady. That, that's that's presumptuous and rude, so I don't appreciate Jack's it. Jack's right. Tom, Tom Brady is – oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is presumptuous because I know it's going to happen. Look, it, it, goes with my, it goes with my pick here. It goes with my pick for the game, so I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, okay, okay. Well, Tom wow, Brady is going to have a football, okay? All right, then next I got one of my all-time favorite Super Bowl bets. It's it's technically it's one A and one B, but total Chiefs to score a point and total Bucks to score a point, both over three and a half. You're guaranteed the kicker as long as he can make an extra point. Okay. So okay. So three other players to score, which for oh. the Chiefs could be Mahomes running it in, Tyree killed, Travis Kelsey, Clyde well, Edwards. Yeah, so there you go. If you get one rushing touchdown, Travis and Tyreek are going to get a touchdown, and then you got the kicker. That's easy. And then the Bucks, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Well, Tom Brady throws to Bennett. 10 people every every game. Ronald Jones. Hey, 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 hey. You two, you two brace yourselves here. Brace yourselves here. I don't want you to fall out of your seats. I would agree with that, Jack. Oh! Thank you. Wow. Wow. All right. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, at least on one, one side, hopefully both. I, th- I hope it's a good game. Yeah. I, I agree with that. All right. All right. I, 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 I got like two that, more. Man. That's a good one. Two That's more. a good one. All right. Give us, give us the last two. All right. Total combined touchdown yardage. So however many yards it takes for both teams to score a touchdown. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. So it's like if you score from the one, it's one yard. And if you score from the yes. 20, that would be 21 yards total. Yes. Okay, so that's what we're looking okay. okay. All right, all right. Over player. 97 and a half. Okay. Does this include both teams? Both teams, total touchdown yardage. Okay. 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 I truly think that that's – I mean, if it's not 100 yards, I'd be shocked. But – Well, I mean, let's see. Tyree Kill, 50-yard bomb. 50-yard bomb. Chris Godwin, 50-yard bomb. Yeah. Uh, Scotty I Miller. I mean, he called – Scotty what, Miller, A.B. Yeah, I think I think that was pretty locked up with the over there. Okay. Gotta... Okay. Then my last one of my personal favorites, probably one of the most creative props I've seen, is Tyree Kill reception yards versus Denver Nuggets total points plus twenty five <laughs> now. Oh, oh. Denver Nuggets are a defensive team. They don't score a lot, so say they score, you know, one hundred two or or ninety seven in one night. I think Tyree Kill can get that that many yards. Wait, hang on. But who are the Nuggets playing? Who are the Nuggets playing? That is a a good question, and I did not look. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Okay. So, oh man. Hey, speaking to to me that to me that bet to me that bet's a toss up just because. I mean, everybody expects Tyree Kill to go off, but there's a chance that he could just do nothing. 
It's a, a that very true. That, that would be, but there is the a chance. Time Tyreek Hill played the Bucks. He put up 269 yards. So <laughs> slim oh, I chance. Emphasis on slim, but there's a chance. I remember I played you in fantasy that week, Clark. It's, I love that. I love that. And I had Patrick Mahomes, so it was just it was just terrible. I mean, it just canceled out. <laughs> Hey, speaking of the Denver Nuggets, they're on my TV right now. They have 52 points with a couple minutes left here in the first half. So that would not be good for the Tyree Kill betters there if you had the plus 25. That's a good amount of points early in the or late in the second quarter. But I mean, how could Tyree Kill not get over 100 yards? So, I mean, so this is the Bucks really put the clamps on. This is essentially. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Over 100 yards, right? Because Denver's probably going to score around 110. So I don't see them scoring any more than like 120. Yeah. So. If Tyreek gets 100, you're taking Tyreek, and that's a lock. Exactly. Okay. Oh, man, that's a tough bet. I, I think I like Tyreek. It's creative. Yeah, I'd it's probably creative. take that. But I'd probably take that. I, I think it's time, though, to move into my oh, I'm gonna throw. I'm going to throw in one more just for, just for the heck of it. All right, one more, one more. The winning Gatorade to be orange, red, or pink. I mean, it has to be. It has to be orange, red, or pink. I mean, oh, wait. The- oh, oh, so you get all three colors? Yes. It's orange, red, or pink versus everything else. Okay. Which so is wait. what? Purple? Usually purple or blue is the only blue. other. I'd say blue is the other. Could be Gatorade. a yellow Gatorade as well. I'd but say it, blue is probably the other. The Bucks. But it's got to be red dude, or orange. Dude, both teams are red. It's got to be red. Because their, their jersey color affects the flavor Gatorade that they like. Oh, come but, on now. Hey, we got, yeah. we got to color coordinate. Come on, man. That's cute. That's cute. Uh huh. All right, Colin. I- I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with orange, red, orange, red, or pink. Is that what it was? Orange, red, pink. All right. All right, Colin. I'll be bold. I'll take the field on that one. Um, but you know, we we leave the pick. We leave the pickums behind, and the the prop bets behind, and we move into the pickums. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. As much as I don't want them to win, I think I just think they're going to. I think they're too good to not win. I think this is also one of their last, like, true shots with all the weapons that they have before they have to start choosing, picking and choosing who they're going to pay. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs big or Chiefs, Chiefs eh, like – what, what I want is I want, like, Chiefs by, like, no more than 10 points. But, like, what I fear is going to happen is it's just going to be a blowout. I mean, I love to watch a good Super Bowl. I don't want it to be, like – some blowout game that I tune out after after halftime. Hey, you can't tune out after halftime. Hang on, this is a Tom Brady Super Bowl. We almost tuned out of that Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl, didn't we? We did, but like you, you know what I'm saying. Like I just I, I hope it's a good game and not one that I'm just like, oh okay. This. Oh, so you're saying the Falcons and the Chiefs are completely separate teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. The Falcons, not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's just, that's just, that should just be the point right there. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jack, I want you not – okay, so we got one for the Chiefs. Jack, I want you not only to give your, your pick here, but I want you to give your spread. So if you say Chiefs win, but Bucks cover that plus three, then it would be interesting. So see what you got. Well, before I give my pick, I'm going to get the over. I think it's 56 and a half. Okay. It'll be a high-scoring game. I mean, it's, the, it's, the, it's two probably one of the better offenses in the league. I think the points, points, points. Unless weather could be a factor, but I still think these teams are just too good. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Okay. But I've been really tossing and turning it in my head. I mean, Bucks at home, Tom Brady, 
Patrick Mahomes, my guy. Chiefs offense, they're so good. But I'm going to be bold. I'm going with Tampa Tom. We're going to hammer the Bucks money line. And they're going to they're win the Super Bowl. Tom's going to get a seventh ring. It's just, it's too, it's. Look, it's, it's, look it's scripted perfectly. It's teed up perfectly to not happen. And if, if the weather is, weather is on the Bucks side, it, it could be helpful. So it's, it, it, rain might be in the forecast. So. Okay. I'm taking Bucks in the over. I should have let you go last. So that means Bucks cover for, for those at home. The, uh, the Bucks win, they're going to cover that plus three. But uh, I shouldn't have gone last because I think everybody knows where my pick's going if you have listened to this podcast before. My preseason, as soon as the last Super Bowl ended, my preseason Super Bowl pick, prop bet, plus 900 Tampa Bay Buccaneers as soon as they signed Tom Brady. Boom. That's my pick. I'm I just I need Brady. a button. I need like an easy button, but instead of saying that was easy, it just says degenerate. Listen, like, but that's what I, I, just think. I got Tom. I mean, you got you, you. You've already taken it. You got to ride with it. You can't. I, just... I can't not ride. It's, it, it's Tom Brady going for a seventh ring. He has. He has it, man. He knows what it takes to be any kind of team. Yeah, he got clapped. Whatever in the regular season. Yeah, that happens all the time with Tom Brady. That's happened before. Okay, whatever. He lost to the Dolphins when they the Rams or whatever in the Super Bowl. Okay, no. He knows how to get this done. Tom Brady is not going to get outscored here. He's going to find a way. He's going to win 31-27 to win, uh, to win the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. First ever time playing at home. Going to win it. I think we should rename the show the Degenerate Show. For those at home, uh, Tom Brady MVP plus 185. So, <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> Jack, the degenerate Jack, show. Jack, we you off call prop bets, not, not, not every bet the entire <laughs> Not the sport. entire sports hey, book. Hey, disclaimer, I never said I'm taking everything I'm saying, but I'm just, that's what I like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Well, basically what I'm hearing is unless Colin tried to fool us there, the Bucks have a really, really good chance of winning. So I, I don't know. I think we're the kids of death. I think the Bucks are definitely going to lose now, but – uh yeah, they might. They might. But I'm gonna. I'm, I'm teeing. I'm teeing up my one pick that I get right for the biggest stage, the Super Bowl. That's right. You're waiting. You're waiting for the big stage. You're you're gonna show up when it matters most. Well. Yep. Exactly. But we'll see how it unfolds. Sunday at the Masters is Colin with his picks. <laughs> I listen. All I all I really want though is I just want a good Super Bowl, man. If it's it's got to be a good Super Bowl. Like yeah. if it's. Don't give me that Rams Patriots thirteen to ten. Yeah, like well, your grandpa loves you know defensive battle. Gosh. Yeah, no, give give me a good Super Bowl, like back and forth a little bit, turnovers, sacks. You know, you know, you know what I want? I points, want points, punt. points. I want a punt to be pinned inside the one. That's exciting, man. The punters get hype. The special teams players get hype. Like, we just made a play on the biggest stage. Pin a team back. Patrick Mahomes throws a 99 yard pass to Tyreek Hill the next play. You get your over on the total touchdown yards. Boom, it's that easy. But yeah, I want a punt to be pinned. Hey, um, Clark, points. I got, I've got, points, a, I've points, got points. a Zoom meeting with both punters set up for after this. So I'll tell them, I'll make sure that they get you your one, your pinned on the one punt. Listen, Bradley Pinion, Clemson alum. Clemson alum, baby. He's going to do it. Bradley Pinion. Clemson players in this Super Bowl? Is there, hey, is there, uh, is there a, 
Sammy Watkins. How can we forget that? Dorian O'Daniel. Sammy, Brashawn Breland. Uh, Brashawn Breland, Dorian O'Daniel. Chiefs players right there. Bradley Pinion. Bradley Pinion. I don't know if we have any others on the bus. Hey, Alabama Alabama has no players in this Super Bowl. Really? What a shame. I feel so bad. Yep. I feel terrible. Zero. When's the last time that happened? You know who has stuff? more? You know who has more? Harvard. And like Missouri State. Hey, don't be, har- don't be harping on them. They put out some good players. The Ivy League, baby. Hey, no hate here. No hate from the Ivy League here, but but uh, no, it'll I be think, a to watch, hopefully. I think, I think hopefully it'll be a good game. Like I said, 31-27, I'd be ecstatic if that was the score. Either way, to be honest, that would be a great game. Um, but any any final thoughts from, from y'all? I'm I'm good here. That's that kind of wraps up my my Super Bowl talk. We'll see how it goes down on Sunday. Um, but anything, any last things from you, Jack? Thanks for having me on, boys. Uh, hope can get on here again. Hey, maybe we can have them on for uh, either 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 a Super Bowl quick little recap there, or we can have them on near the tourney and, and talk about that. Maybe a little March Madness a little action. March Madness action. Never know what's going to happen there, especially around that championship uh, Sunday or Monday, whenever they play the game. I get them mixed up between football and uh, basketball there. But all in all, great show. Good to have you on, Jack. Um, we appreciate it. But uh, y'all, y'all enjoy watching the Super Bowl and signing off till next week. We'll have a full recap. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Jack. Good to have you. Well, thanks, boys. Tune in next week. All right. Peace out. <laughs>